Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Radio Tunes Podcast. I said welcome. <laughs> I'm like Scooby-Doo. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm Ernie. Uh, we're your host today. And guess what, Ernie? What? Star Wars is in the news once again. Why this time? It's crazy, too, because it's like everyone's just like, man, Star Wars is dead. All this crap, you know, and they just won't let this last fucking movie die. You know? Hashtag cancel Star Wars. <laughs> they, they really won't let the last fucking movie die because it's like, oh, like a few weeks after the movie premiered, yeah. they're just like, oh, release the JJ cut. We heard about this rumored JJ cut that's three hours long that explains all mm-hmm. these things that we wanted to hear about. So please, Disney, release that version. And I was, I'm like, I would not be interested in that. I was just like they already they're done, dude. Like they they're already... done. Just leave it. I think it's it's just um, it's just one of those things where people can't let go of something that they are unsatisfied with. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars, dude. It's like they're gonna make more. There's gonna be more games. You got the Mandalorian. You have more shit to look forward to. It's not like this. Is yeah, you like... got Kenobi's coming soon. Yeah, you, you know. know? Um, but anyway, the next the, the the latest thing, the latest rumor. Uh huh. Was that there was another script and somebody leaked it and it was called Duel of Fates. That's a stupid name. You don't like that? I, I like don't that. like. I think Duel that's of pretty. Fates. I think that's pretty. Because isn't that the name of that? Isn't that the name of the name of that song? Yeah. So try to tie <laughs> it back. Only... In, you're trying to tie it back into the trilogy or into the uh, the prequels. Sorry. Um, that's the only good thing to come out of the prequels was John Williams. That song. Score. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty iconic song, especially because like I heard it when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, it just stuck in my brain. Yeah, you and um, me were real amped out because we had just seen the re-releases. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, they're coming out with the number one. It was like, it's going to be so good. See, like, I don't <laughs> I don't want this to just be a Star Wars podcast every week. But it's just like, at this moment, it still seems to be around. Well, and, and, like, what was it? Last week, it was Rise of the Resistance came out, or, like, oh, premiered God, at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Did did you ride that? No, I didn't. Okay, I, thank I God. Go to, I, I go to Disneyland I, today. And keep in mind, I go to Disneyland a lot. Steven is literally wearing a Disneyland <laughs> am, sweater am, right now. I'm I'm just a <laughs> Disneyland shill. Um, <laughs> I I've been there a lot, and I still haven't gone on it because they're just it's just it just gets to a certain point where I'm just like I'll fucking ride it like in February. Like I don't really it's not a big deal to me. Yeah, right now it's uh, the same system as the uh, Millennium Falcon ride when it first premiered. So you need a boarding pass. That's how they did Millennium Falcon when it first came out? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Uh, But real quick, just to get back to um, Duel of Fates here. It was supposed to be like this kind of... uh, It was actually completely different from what they have now. Like, Palpatine wasn't in it. Good. Um, It was going to start with, like, Rey being more like Luke at the beginning of Jedi. They actually have, like, concept art of her in, like, the exact same outfit as Luke. The the black suit with little lapel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's got a dual-sided lightsaber. That's dumb. Yeah, I, I... I'm not... I know people like the dual lightsaber. I don't like the dual lightsaber. I, I think it's dumb. I have, I have to agree, actually, because, like, when I was a kid, I thought, okay, Darth Maul, cool, whatever, right? Yeah. The weapon, in general, I'm like, you can't defend that thing, right? Like, it's no. a stupid weapon. Like, they yeah. Like... You can tell me all you want that, like, oh, it's actually very practical, and you know, it, you could, that's how you fight two guys. You need two blades, but I'm in my head, I'm just like, that's stupid. Like, it just honestly it, for me, uh huh. The problem is that that weapon will forever be associated with Darth Maul, uh huh. 
And Darth Maul in Episode One was one of the biggest letdowns. You ever. didn't like him? Well, because no, he died so it, fast. Well, he dies so fast, but there's no build up to him. He's like there is some build up, but he's just like he's a nothing. I was he's a nothing fight. You know, I was telling one of my one of my friends the other day. I was like, why did they like bust their nut in the first film like that? Like, why didn't they just like use Darth Maul for all three films? Like, have him escape? Like, because Count Dooku was supposed to, like I think at some I think. Count Dooku was always supposed to be like this overarching villain, and then you find out it's not even him. It was Palpatine the whole time, kind of yeah. thing. But again, they blew their load in the second movie. That's just so dumb. You know what though? I okay. Hold on. Before I get to that, there's a lot. There is a lot of Star Wars news here. Um, gotta get through the Star Wars yeah. news, guys. Okay, so she's got a double-sided lightsaber. She's training with um, with Luke's ghost now, because he died. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool. You see her doing the typical Jedi poses and stuff. Yeah. There's, like, all this concept art that got leaked. Um, and, like, some of it coincides with the script, and some of this doesn't. It's just, right. they just, you know, you know how concept art works. They, sure. make, they just make tons of it for whatever iteration they end up going with and whatnot. Well, um, uh, yeah, because it's all to help people who don't, it's all to help people who can't visualize things yeah. see what they're talking about. Yeah. So no. it needs to be as clear as day. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the concepts in it was, like, Kylo Ren is being haunted by Luke's ghost. That's that's a cool idea. Yeah. And they, and they he had said that in The Last Jedi. He had said, like, you strike me down, and I'll, I'm going to be with you forever, boy. You know, Boy. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Luke's gonna hang around. He's gonna he's gonna crash here for a little bit. If you know what I'm talking about, you're gonna get no alone time. Yeah. Um, no, that is cool because I, I did I did like I, I know people don't like Last Jedi, but like one of the things I really liked about that movie was the relationships that I had. Like you yeah. get to see Luke and Kylo, and then you get to see Kylo and Rey and the, the way they interact, mm-hmm. and it's good. It's all and in my opinion, it was all it, it was really good. Um, and it would have been great to see more of that. But you know, Rise of Skywalker went more the fan servicey route, which you know, I I I think it went more the safe route. Yeah, because doing all this, uh-huh. first of all, just completely cuts Leia out of it, uh-huh. right? And as Some far as what? I know, as far as I know, uh-huh. Rose was going to have a much bigger part. In yeah, this, she and was. they cut her out because of the backlash, which I think yeah. is really. Like my opinion of her doesn't really matter. They yeah they said, they should not have done to that to her based on some sort of fan reaction. Yeah. That's just asinine. They said, uh, Rose, we can't find your Instagram on here, so we're just gonna. I guess you don't want. <laughs> I guess you don't want to be in the movie, so we're just gonna go ahead and cut What's your, this. Yeah, cut your scenes out. Um, so because of that, I'm sure that they were like, well, Leia died. Like this, I'm assuming this all happened before. Um, she died for real yeah apparently the script for that was finished in 2016 like a week right before she died so so they're like we have to have some sort of like bigger memorial memorialized uh, i don't part know for her yeah i don't know if it was that or if it was just like they were like it's impossible now like we can't do this at all if carrie fisher's not in this yeah because i mean if you think about it right it would probably have been it, it the script, I, I haven't read it myself, but from what I've seen and what a, a lot of people have told me about it, mm-hmm. um, it feels like, yes, she's going to be trained by Luke, mm-hmm. but the dual lightsaber yeah. right, was supposed to be like a combination, or like some people are speculating it was supposed to be a combination of the two other lightsabers, yeah, she, like well, representing two, both of them, blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, well... The, the script said that she put the... Um... 
the uh, the broken lightsaber, uh-huh. right? That she like fits it onto her staff somehow and uses the crystal. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, don't you need two crystals for that though? I don't know. I don't know how dual lightsaber. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> but I but I do know a, that, that if you Kevin break it Bush. in the middle, you could still use it. Well, okay, so the kyber crystals cracked and i was like how badass would it have been if she turned on her blue lightsaber and it was all crackly like kylo's like it would have mirrored him yeah that would have been fucking great you know anything to make ray a little more interesting you know because whatever anyway um and then at one point there was supposed to be some scene where she kind of recreates the 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 shot of her and rtd2 where she's putting in like the thing yeah you know at the beginning of a new hope um and I, I, I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, the final... It's unsure whether it was supposed to be the final scene of the movie or, like, setting up for something else or just, like, some kind of homage to the original, whatever. Did you find out whether or not, like, she kills him in the end? I assume that she, like, tries to... Yeah, so apparently they're, they're, they get to a fight and Kylo Ren and her are fighting and they're doing this weird thing where they're, like, kind of like... You know how they were, like, reading each other's minds in the first film? Yeah. They're doing something similar and as they're doing that... Um, she finds out that Kylo Ren killed her parents, and that's supposed to be the big twist, which is like, okay, I guess that makes sense as to why he told her parents, like, or or why he told her, like, what did he tell her to her? Like, he's like, oh, you're well, nothing. in in the in uh, Last Jedi, he says your parents were nobody. Yeah, and he's like, how would you know that? Yeah, and I guess that yeah, was supposed exactly. to be the link back to that movie is to because I killed him. <laughs> that's how I know. It's almost like it was written to be a sequel to the Last Jedi. <laughs> And not just a fucking uh, yeah. uh, retcon or something. Um, but yeah, so like, arguably, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I like that so much. I mean, I, I it's interesting, sure, but you know, I'm a little. I think people I, still would have had problems with it. Yeah, I'm a little girl, and I like to see them kiss at the end. You know, it's like, you know, like, and to defend that for one second, somebody, somebody, some review I was watching online was like. Like, oh, Palpatine comes back, you know? Like, what's the point of all these films then? What's the point of the sequel trilogy right. if it seems like they're doing the same thing over? Right. And to me, it's like... Uh, Kylo Ren and Rey are why this sequel, why these fucking yeah. trilogy exist. If they didn't have some kind of happy, conclusive ending, then yeah, really, what is the point of all of it, you know? Right. But to me, that. it was like... They got to share that one moment. He dies because he's a piece of shit, obviously, and he doesn't deserve to live, you know, whatever. And Ray he gets redeemed to, himself Ray gets he gave go, his life for her. Yeah, and then Ray gets to go on with the Skywalker name, yeah. whatever, right? My name's Ray Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you guys can go look it up. There's, 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 there's tons of videos that I already go over. Right. Like, it step by step and whatnot. They even have pictures. And everybody's like, oh, it's so much better. Yeah. He's like, you could never, honestly, you could probably never know that. The one I watched was by this guy named, uh, the channel is called New Rock Stars. And it's this guy named Eric Voss. And he is, uh, he's like a comedian slash like kind of host kind of guy. Okay. And uh, he goes over it extensively and he has like these like he kind of like cuts up like the actors and he puts them in what he thinks it'll kind of look like it's pretty fun okay um he does a good job of it yeah um but yeah like that that's it as far as like the 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 leak or whatever um this version wasn't actually filmed no it was like he said earlier they finished the script and a lot of the concept art like a week before she died 
Yeah. Um, but the other one supposedly was filmed or something. The JJ cut, they're like, oh, that was filmed. And... Well, I'm sure it's all been filmed but, yeah. and edited together, but they'd probably recut it. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure there is a cut, but honestly, all the parts are there already. Mm-hmm. So the story can't be that different. Like, if this is going to become... I feel like... It's not. That's the this thing. This is going to be like... There's 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 15 versions of Blade Runner. Uh-huh. And everybody has their opinion about which one is like the best one. Well, to be, you know, so. to be perfectly honest, there's many versions of Star Wars as well. <laughs> no, no, no. Like Blade Runner, the original movie. Uh-huh. There's like four or five cuts. For real. That actually changed... That actually oh, changed okay. the concept. Changed the ending. There's like narration that they take out. Like it... There's like, and then there's a the, there's a three hour long cut called the definitive cut, oh, and that's okay. like the one that everybody's like, oh, that's the real movie because there's some ambiguity about the ending of the movie, and that supposedly clears it all up. Okay. I don't know. I don't want this to be like that. It's like this is that's it. It's over. That's the trilogy. Take it or leave it. Or nine movies or whatever you want to call them. That's but what I'm saying. It's, it's like, like let's start over. <laughs> let's be, I mean, start to, over the start. And, and to be completely honest, it's like. If you want my take on what the sequel trilogy should have been, it should have just been Luke. I don't give a shit about Han or Leia. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like it's not like they were like the focal point of the original trilogy anyway. The only reason people want them there is nostalgia, right? Yeah. Does anybody really give a shit what happened to Han and Leia? And, and like, they don't have interesting. They don't have interesting things to say. Like in the Force Awakens, it's like, oh, you changed your hair. Okay, great. That you're so funny. I. That's great. Where's Luke? <laughs> the whole first fucking movie. Like, Where's Luke? Where, yeah. Also, but here's the thing, man. Like, that first movie. Uh-huh. I, know we're gonna, I don't want to turn this into a whole... It's going to be. Star Wars podcast. <laughs> it's going to be by this point. What I would have loved to have seen is... Yes, I like the concept of a prodigal son storyline. Uh-huh. Where Luke's kid, or Luke's pupil... Uh-huh. Goes the way of the, the uh, like goes around hunting and destroying Jedi, mm-hmm. right? And Luke is actively working against it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to have seen. And the thing is, like Luke is losing the battle. Like Jedi are falling all over the place, and yeah. Kylo Ren is taking them out. And then Rey comes up from there, and the whole the whole like movie series should have been training her to get ready for the fight with him. Yeah, and then losing all three of the people throughout the movies, like, losing one after the other until the very end when it's just... And then the three of them kind of, like, haunt him and they help her def- uh, her defeat him. Yeah, I just wanted more Luke. I remember when The Force Awakens came out, it was like... You know how, like, when you reach, like, a certain point in the movie and you're just like, this guy's not going to show up. <laughs> like, this is not happening. I knew he was... It, it sucks because I knew he was going to show up because, like, I was on social media and there was a lot of pictures of Ray and Luke. Oh, uh, okay. Um yeah. But it's still, it's like, Mark Hamill wanted to be in the fucking films. It's like, he worked out, he got all thin, he fucking got like well, all... somewhat. <laughs> I mean, he, but looks, he, he, looks, he looked too, great for his age. He looked way better than he did, like, before those, that sequel trilogy got announced. Yeah. And he was really, he was really amped up for it, and then they just kind of like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's so hard to explain. This is, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh... I did start watching Clone Wars. Oh, somewhere yeah, in I this did. world, head, uh, Kevin's head is exploding. Yeah, uh, I'm only a few episodes in, but I have to say that I came to a realization, like, the second episode, 
which I didn't understand before. Because, like I said, like, I, I fucking hate the prequels and basically everything about them. I don't, I don't even like the meme factor. It just fuck those movies. They're just so stupid in every way, shape, or form, right? Right. This is like if the prequels had good writers. Right. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. And I almost feel like they're not like really like a retcon. No. But they're they're kind of trying to save what the remnants of what comes onto screen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I, I understand. That's that's everything Kevin's been telling us forever. It's like what they do is this is the outline, uh-huh. the, the really shitty outline. Yeah. And then this is all the filling that makes all of that make sense. Right, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I get that. <laughs> I do. And and I've seen a lot of the stories. I There's a very particular episode where Yoda... There's a whole episode where Yoda mm-hmm. is fighting a fight with a bunch of um, clone troopers, it's right? the first episode, I believe. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and like I liked it. I really did like it because it's like, even though they're all clones, Yoda shows them that I don't care if you are clones. Even that, there you can find some individuality. And yes, you are worth... Yeah. More than being a clone. Like, yeah. Yoda's teaching that. That's the kind of shit Yoda should be doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of stuff you Yoda want to Yoda shouldn't be running around with a tiny lightsaber. <laughs> I, I know. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that really stuck with me. Like, because um, Anakin has, like, this, um, he has a, what is it called? A Padawan? Or, like, the, what is it? Like, the, your underling? Yeah, Padawan. Yeah. Uh, named. What's her uh, name? Ahsoka Tana. Ahsoka Tana. There it is. And it's like, it's like, oh, he's written like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he has feelings, and he's like not just some dumb fucking hating Christensen. But see, that's the thing. Of... Like, you take all the lessons uh-huh. from him teaching this young Padawan, uh-huh. but they throw them all out the window once you watch the movies because, like, right. she never existed. Yeah. So and that's his, a... his personality in those movies makes no sense. Well, that's the thing. Is like, it's almost like you're hearing the story like told by a different, better. Person. you know what i'm saying like and i think I, I i honestly think like that's why that's the big appeal of it is because i'm sure there's certain aspects of the prequels that people liked sure and this tries its best to elaborate on things like that like when the when the series starts grievous is perfect right and so and eventually then... you will learn yeah i i i already know what happens but eventually you do get to see that moment which is like, oh, that's kind of cool because, you know... Then you realize why he's like that. Then you realize why it, a robot has breathing problems, which right. sounds fucking stupid when you just throw him into a movie. Right. But if perhaps he has some kind of cool backstory, you know, like, oh, right. you know... And could... why he doesn't fight, why he runs away all the time. Okay, sure, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even have lightsabers yet. Or I, don't, I haven't seen him use a lightsaber yet, so I don't know if that's something else that, like... He does. He uses, yeah. a, he uses the lightsabers in the... Before that series, uh-huh. there was the Tarkovsky or whatever. I forget. The guy who Genji did... Genji Tarkovsky. You know... He, he did those before, <laughs> and those fill in the time. I know. I heard those aren't canon anymore. I know they aren't. That's but so that's stupid. where you find out how Yoda crushed his esophagus. So stupid. No. Those are great. Well, in that in that one it might be Yoda, but apparently in this one it's Mace Windu. Yeah, I know they okay, retconned yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there is another great episode, um, where like there's a ton of great episodes where it's just Anakin out on his own. And that's what I'm saying. Like there, there is a lot more build up. I understand what Kevin was talking about this whole time. I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I said, it was what was keeping me from it was the fact that it's the prequels. Yeah. And I just don't like those characters, but. You know, I, I feel like after I watch this series, I'll have a little more of a connection 
with um you know these characters and i didn't know that yoda trained dooku did you know that yeah i didn't know that i that must have been some some uh detail that i skipped when i when i watched well those. don't feel too bad because they change that shit all the time yeah you um, know, they just do that and then like fuck i forgot i think like dooku trained like qui-gon when he was still good or something like that. Uh, Dooku Some... has a apprentice when he goes evil, or Sith or whatever. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Is She's it like that... a double lights? She has oh, two lightsabers. Yeah. I believe it's a she actually. It's a Saj. She fights Anakin in this Ventress. Yeah. Yeah. She. I, yeah. She comes out in the first episode actually, but Yoda like takes her lightsaber with the Force, and he's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you suck or something you know and you're not ready or something like that yeah uh yeah i just i don't know i can't get into those but anyway rise of the resistance now open at disneyland try your luck see if you can get in actually <laughs> just get there early and get a boarding pass You'll dude be fine. i went yesterday okay yeah you're we were there like at 10 a.m you're a freak yeah there was already a sign up that said like all the boarding passes have been distributed for today. Fuck, Fuck off. off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Mickey giving the thumbs up. Yeah, just Mickey, <laughs> Mickey with the big yeah, middle finger. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, Could you even get into Star Wars land? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we had we had this, me and my friend. Or Mike, I'm sorry, what is it called? At Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, sorry. me and my friend Michael had this whole um, uh, thing planned out. We're just like, we could try for it. We're probably not going to get it. Uh, but we had a reservation at Oga's Cantina. Oh, cool. And then we were just like, the Constellation will just be the Millennium Falcon ride. Because I hadn't been on Smuggler's Run yet at all. Uh, and I had I had my motion sickness medicine ready to go. So He's, he's yeah. ready, people. <laughs> so, we went to Oga's Cantina. Right. It's very crowded. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of places where you have to just stand. Yeah. There is only a, there's only like, I didn't know that, yeah. So. Well, it's a canteen. It's a very, yeah, but it's a very slim chance that you'll get a booth. Okay. So, like, me and my friend Michael were just standing there, um, and they're just like, yeah, you have 45 minutes. It's all the time you have. You have to get the fuck out after 45 minutes. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, you didn't but, even get to sit down, did you? No, but. So what did you do? Did you eat something? We did got, we something? both got a drink. Uh, we got the hyper, what's it called? Hyperdrive. Punch it something. Oh, it's punch. I yeah, get it. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, <laughs> that shit was really good. And I was, <laughs> I was, ex- it was probably full of sugar. It, I was so surprised though because the ingredients sounded really dumb. It was like Powerade and something else. Yeah, it turns out Powerade's like a great mix. A great well, yeah, it's full of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I don't drink, so you know, it's like I don't know these yeah. things, right? I don't know what's good mixer. I don't know any of these stupid. No, that's fine. But I don't have a curly mustache. I don't have fucking suspenders. And I'm okay, not, you don't need to I'm have not, all that. Just I'm not to drink. twirling stuff in my hands, and I'm not squirting you know limons into drinks and stuff. <laughs> uh, so we have this juice, and I'm just like, this is fucking great. It would have been awesome. <laughs> let's get on a motion sickness. Yeah, <laughs> it would have no. It would have been awesome if we could just walk in there, grab that drink, and then just go. But we had to make a reservation like three fucking weeks in advance just to get into this place. That's dumb. It is dumb. You know why? Because all these motherfuckers are telling me that Star Wars is dead, and we have to wait three weeks to get in this damn cantina. So it's annoying to hear all these conflicting 
uh, opinions well, Star here. Wars might be dead, but this is, yeah. this is away from Star Wars. So this dumb, is, yeah. I'm like, Galaxy's Edge. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this drink, and I'm just like, boy, I wish Star Wars was alive to see this. Jeez. And then you went to go make your lightsaber. And no, you got, I did. Then the Force Order. I'm sorry, I did. I I do have a lightsaber now. Are you fucking kidding I re- me? I regret to inform you that I do have a lightsaber now. Steve, but hold on, hold on. You bought a fucking lightsaber. Hold on, hold you blew. <laughs> well, what did you spend? Three hundred dollars? No, you're fucking kidding hold me. Hold on. Before I get to that. Oh, this is the. Sorry, guys. This is the Star Wars podcast. We're all Star Wars. Sorry, sorry Ernie and Steve. The Star Wars special. Twenty twenty. Um. We got on the Millennium Falcon ride. Uh-huh. Okay, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome, um, but I am glad that we didn't wait over an hour for it. We waited like forty minutes, which was perfect because it wasn't. There were aspects of it that were a bit underwhelming. Okay. Yeah. Have you been on it? Yeah. Okay. I went on it. Remember when I took the wife and kid? Okay. I went single rider and I only waited like thirty minutes. Oh, okay. The queue, fucking awesome. I missed where, the queue. Where else will you ever? get to be on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I it's... missed the queue completely. Oh, really? Okay. Well, so, like, there's the queue outside, and Not then that. you go into the boarding, where you, like, are sitting in the thing yeah. with the chest. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. Okay, we were in there, the lights started flickering, Yeah. and then the, the cast member was like, can somebody push that button over there? And some girl pushed this red button whoop, on the whoop, wall. Whoop. Yeah, and it fixed, <laughs> it fixed everything, and I was like, oh, that's... What a, what a and nice... that's the job of the engineers. Yeah, I was like, what a nice little touch. This was in the queue. This wasn't on the ride yet. Yeah. This was in the queue. It's just some little interactive... Is this before they gave you your, like, assignment? No, it was right after they gave okay, you Okay, yeah, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, this, okay. this all happened to me, too. Yeah, this... this, this it, the the set dressing is just, like, amazing. It's just yeah. so cool. Um, what were you? Well, this is what I'm getting at. I was assigned the gunner. Oh. Or no, I think I was engineer, and I, and I traded with uh, with Michael because he was just like, I'm going to tell you right now, that position sucks, so do you want to be gunner at least, right? Um, there was two kids and then two adults, so it was the six of us, right? Who was driving the two adults? Okay. They gave the two pilot things to the kids. Oh, All fuck. Right? Okay. We yep. get there, uh-huh. and the girl is like, okay, let me get your cards, and the little girl is like hiding behind me and my friend. And we're just like, oh, give her give her your card. And she's trying to go there, and she's like, cast members trying to be all nice. How old are you? Oh, that's so great. Whatever. She dresses Ray. The little girl's dresses Ray. She's really cute. And then we're walking, and the little girl's staying behind. And I'm just like, hey, your guy, your kid's over there. And he's like, we thought she was with you. That's not our kid. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, all right, fuck it. Okay, whatever. So me and, me and Michael are trying to stay like, you know, midway between... So yeah, to turn them in there. Hide yeah. her over to where she's supposed Ooh, to be. What the fuck? Where are the kid's parents? Okay, yeah, right? So Wait, we how old is this kid if you had to give her an age? Four or five. I'm not even No, joking. you're fucking kidding like, me. four or five years old. I was actually surprised they even But there were two on. kids. Were yeah. they from the same... I thought they were. But I guess that's why they let her on by herself, because maybe she thought it was with the... With the, the people other. in front. Yeah. So anyway, he's just like, oh, okay, you know what? We'll just put the kids together. They'll be fine. He puts the two kids in the back. The engineers? Yeah. And I was like, I should have just right there at that moment, she's been like, let me drive. She, One of the kids had the pilot, right? Just let me drive. But this fucking old guy went up there. The worst pilot ever. Probably the... No, I had the worst pilot ever. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so we get in the ship, right? And it's like, first of all, it's a little bit smaller than I pictured it to be. It's a little claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the ride starts moving, and immediately I'm like, all right, all right I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up right here. Because you took the, you're not supposed to drink and then take the medicine. No, no, I took the medicine. And it was not alcoholic. That, that drink was not alcoholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I I, I I took the medicine. I guess I didn't take it early enough or something. Um, but I was, I was fine throughout the ride. But this fucking guy sucked at driving, and none of my shots lined up on the targeting computer. Right. But I... Which is awesome, by the, the way. The little, like, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, you get yeah. to... The, my favorite part of the Millennium Falcon, the fucking targeting computer. Yeah. To get to see it in real life and press the little buttons. Um, I could see if you went with your friends, if you had a group of six people, that must be, like, the greatest fucking ride ever. Yeah. But going with Rando, solo queue, nah, you're... You're, you're fucked. You're, yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. Especially if you have a bunch of babies fixing the shit behind you. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we get off the ride. I'm we'll, guessing you didn't get a single... You didn't get anything. Like what? because the whole smug it's called smugglers run because you're supposed to smuggle these containers for full of like particle energy. Oh, I don't know. And you guys didn't probably get shit. Probably not. I don't know. I think at, at one point the the ship died. I'm pretty sure that's scripted though. No. It got like hit by a tractor beam or something. And no. We, they were if just you, like if you do your job, none of that's supposed to happen. <laughs> <And then> the, <laughs> the guy... But you can get two containers. That's the max you can, oh, really? I think you, you can get. And like I was repairing the ship like crazy because that they. Our pilots were fucking garbage. Uh-huh. So I was pushing buttons the whole time. Uh-huh. And then at some point, they're like, oh, look, the battery, the, the container is exposed. Line up your shot and grab it. Yeah. Like, it's like a clothing. I wanted they to didn't do that get so anything. bad. Yeah, and they didn't, they, he didn't line it up because you were supposed to fly through those rings. No, but the gunner's not supposed to do that. The engineers do it. Oh, really? I okay. had to do that. And I was like, I got one. And then the guy next to me got it. But then the guy crashed the ship. <laughs> and he lost the container. So we got like one. Okay. Well, anyway, the, the <laughs> right when the ride started, he's like, hit the hyperdrive, and I had to yell at this fucking dude, pull the lever! Because <laughs> it was flashing, and he wasn't doing You old fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude, it's so cool to pull the lever, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, uh, although, like, pushing it forward, right, for high, is it yeah, pulling it back? It's pushing pulling it, it back. For, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then anyway, so... Shitty ride. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should say shitty ride. Yeah, ex- shitty driver. Shitty ride experience. Um, so wait a minute. Before you send us off here, what happened to the kid? Just ran out. No. So we're getting off the ride, right? And yeah. I'm like trying to keep an eye on her, just you know, because there's like a million exits to that fucking place. Yeah. It's a long like yeah. way out. Um, and it turns out her mom's like at the end of the at the like outside, like right where Galaxy just opens up or yeah. whatever. But I'm just like, dude, this is how children get abducted. Are you in, are you fucking nuts? Yeah, like, and you <laughs> can like you can go with your kid. There's a there's a system they have there where like the kid wants to ride the ride. I don't. Uh-huh. You just you can have the kid ride the ride and then you don't ride the just ride. Just stand outside, you right? Just sta- once once the ride is done, uh-huh. like you put them in there, you get off and you let them ride. Like me me and my wife do it all the time. It's called like it's kind of like a single rider thing. Mhm. Where like one parent goes with the kid, uh-huh. and then the other parent switches off so you can go on a ride. Oh, so like, yeah. so one person is always with the kid standing outside, and you could switch off the, so both parents can enjoy Disneyland. You could do that with the same with the kid. You can be on the ride and then just let them ride the ride and then come out with them. Not go in the line and I'll wait for you at the exit with the fucking five-year-old. That was so ridiculous, dude. Yeah. That's dumb. Uh, well, whatever. She made it back to her parents safely. If you even know that, how did you even... I mean, you guys assumed it was the people in front of you. How did you know that that was actually her mom? No, she gave her a high five and she got more, like, talkative, you know. Okay. Was, yeah, right. whatever. Did you run into any, like, cast people that were like, Hey, friend, you want to play some, you, you want some credits? 
Well, I got you some credits for that hat of yours. We got a, we actually got to see like a little stage thing because I'd never prior to that I had like never seen anybody on that stage mm-hmm. where the uh, where like I think it's Hux's ship or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. In the in the outside area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kylo Ren went up there and he force choked like some guy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, cool, he's, he's doing something. He's going to murder that guy. Yeah, he's doing cool. something. But then he walked onto the ship, and there was like all the little steam and all that stuff. Uh, uh, well. So I was like, cool, because I never, I never could see fucking anything happen there, right? Okay. Right. Anyway, so my lightsaber. I oh my God, didn't I buy it that, so I didn't much. buy it that day. Uh, this was another time that I had gone, because uh, I, I had a bunch of uh, gift cards. You had a bunch of credits. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I had a bunch of gift cards to Disneyland because a lot of people got me that for Christmas. Was just okay. gift cards to Disneyland. How much did you have? I ended up paying like a hundred bucks for the lightsaber, which is ridiculous because it's it's usually like one ninety something or depending on whose lightsaber you get. Um, yeah, it could be up to four hundred dollars. I got the so the one I got was the Reforged Skywalker blade, the one okay. from the newest movie, which right. you might be thinking, "Wow, you talk so much shit on that one and you hate it and." You bought it. That's exactly what I want to say to you. Yeah. Why did you buy it? I don't know. I, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just a piece of garbage. It was, it was the first one she handed me. Oh, God. Steven, come right. on. Because she was just like, you want to see it all? And I was like, oh, let me see the Reforged Skywalker one. Because it's like a... It's a, it's the newest... It's one of the newer ones. And the Ben Solo one was also there. Some pretty but lady I, hands you a lightsaber and you're just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Sure, I'll take it. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I was just looking at it, and I was just like, you know what? This is our generation's lightsaber. Even if I hate it, it's like this is a. Uh, it's like a. It. It's like a piece of history to me. You know, yeah. like like it or not, you know, whatever the fuck they did with it. This I is am, Disney's lightsaber. Yeah, this is this is what happened. This is what fucking like forty two years led up to. Is this piece of lightsaber technology here um kind of interesting how they sell them though i don't know if you know how it works well there's a couple different ways i've seen it so one way is that they sell you just the hilt yeah that's how it is in a case right Mm -hmm. and the saber part yeah is either you buy that separately yes and attach it and they attach it in some sort of weird ceremony right no so the 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 character specific ones, uh-huh. you're just buying at that antique shop or whatever the fuck it's called. Okay, it's and called, just the hilt in yeah, the case. Doc Ondor's antiques or whatever. Yeah, comes in a really nice box. Yeah, I've seen the box. It's very cool. Yeah, like the props. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing too. Is like it's like a movie prop. It's yeah. not like just like some fucking toy, right? Right. Um, it's a screen accurate like movie prop, which is what I I do like screen accurate movie props. Um, so. They they sell you the blade separately, and you can get like a quote unquote like screen accurate one, which is like the big one, or like the kid version, which is a little bit smaller. You got um, the big one, right? I got that big one, baby. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so you didn't do the ceremony? No, I don't want to build one. I don't like the ones that you build. I don't really like how they look. I just want the I just want the ones that come out in the movie, basically. Um, but. Since it comes apart or whatever, yeah. every every blade will just go on whatever hilt. So right. if I wanted to go back and buy another hilt, the color would change on the blade just because I stick the blade into the hilt, and the hilt is what tells it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's like a million good reasons why it comes apart, and you know, it's better like that. 
Uh-huh. Because if I remember correctly, the FX ones didn't come apart, right? No, I have one in the garage right now. Yeah, that I play with a lot. And so this one does not change color. You can just have the hilt like on your belt or whatever if you're cosplaying or whatever. And, then, and right now I still have it like in the box. It's just sitting there. And it's just like a nice prop, right? And you don't necessarily need the blade. You don't even need to buy the blade, which is which is cool to me. Like if you don't want to, or if you already have one, for instance, you don't yeah. need to buy it again, whatnot. So just to me, like, or like. Let's say you're fucking around with it and you break the blade. It's not completely done. You just right. take the blade off and get another one. Yeah, the FX one, <laughs> once you break it, it's done. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But yeah, it's a, it's a fucking big toy. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. It's It looks cooler on camera than it does on in real life, I will say that. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I, I was showing it to my friend and I sent him a little, a little video of it. Mm-hmm. And in the video, it looks like a real lightsaber. Just but because, what, does it feel plasticky and stuff? No, the hilt feels badass, dude. It's a metal. It feels, like, really heavy. Okay, that's like the FX one, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a good it's a good prop, dude. It looks fucking awesome. Um, but, I mean, minus all the stickers on it that are just like, here's where the batteries go. This is the on-off switch and whatnot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool, though. I mean, for the price I got it, which was, like, 100 bucks, it was fucking great. Um, mm. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's uh, that's basically all the Star Wars news. For the rest we got. of the year, yeah. No more Star Wars for the rest of the year. Yeah, until I ride, uh, <laughs> until I get on that ride, I guess is uh, pretty much it. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll. I'm guessing you won't ride it until like February or something like that. But honestly, like right now they have that Southern California deal where you like buy this ticket that gives you three trips to Disneyland or oh, California really? Adventure, mm-hmm. and each ticket works out to like sixty bucks, mm. and. I don't know. The wife and I want to take the kid for a couple times before he gets into school, so... I don't know. Might ride it soon, too. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know what else has happened recently. I know the Golden Globes happened. Yeah. Joker won for, I think, uh, Joaquin Phoenix won for his performance in Joker. Yeah, I figure that would be a good way to segue into all of these fucking movies that I watched (laughs) that we never talked about. Yeah, uh, I, I it's a toss-up for me because like the two movies I watched last year, because I was on, I kind of cheated on this podcast because I was on another podcast. You bastard. Uh-huh. Called In Out Delete with a couple guys from work. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to Robert and Gino. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I watched Knives Out and I watched Joker. You watched those both with me, too. I did watch those with you because I was like, I got to watch these for a podcast. And you're like, we're not shooting a podcast. And then I was like, it's for another podcast. Mm -hmm. And you were like, you bastard. That's exactly what I said. Uh, I enjoyed Knives Out immensely. So did I. And I think it was, um, it kind of felt like one of those films that Ryan Johnson was just like, I wanted to make this movie because fuck everybody, you know. I, I just, made my money in Star Wars. Yeah, and you know, I get to make my movie. It's kind of like how people describe like Baby Driver uh, for Edgar Wright. It was like just this movie that he just wanted to do, you know. Like yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. one he had in his back pocket for a while, but just didn't have the funds to make it, and then finally, you know, whatever. I mean, this this the best way to describe this movie is Clue, right? If you've ever played that kind of game it's or, like Clue, or anything know. like that, it's a clue. It's like Clue, obviously, because it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody has to. I don't think that's a spoiler in any facet because it's like the trailer is like this detective's trying to figure out who done it. Like that's the trailer, essentially. Uh-huh. 
Um, but what really stands out about this movie, mm-hmm. and I had seen nothing about it. I tried because people weren't really talking about it other than like giving it praise. Uh huh. Chris Evans was in it, but he was like this real smug prick and everything. But as far as I knew, it was just like a murder mystery. I was like, I love me some murder mysteries. I know the formula. Let's get in there, right? And as I was watching the movie, uh huh. Something weird happened that never happens to me in these kind of movies. Uh-huh. I turned off my brain. Okay. Because the movie was being so clever and so fun mm-hmm. that my brain that usually starts to go like, that's a clue, that's a clue, that's going to be this, this is going to... Like trying to figure it out beforehand uh-huh. completely turned off. Because okay. I was just watching it all unfold. Mm-hmm. A lot of the drama comes from the detective who's... It's played by, uh, what's his name, Craig? Uh... Ferguson. No, no, Daniel Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig, who's 007. So the, the last thing I seen him in was like this really, you know, sophisticated thing. And in this one, he plays like a foghorn leghorn knockoff where he's like, ah, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what happened here. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him in anything. So... You didn't see Skyfall? No, I don't know. I didn't watch any of those new James oh, okay. Bond movies. Yeah. All right. So this was like my introduction to him, and I was like, "Oh, dude, he was he was fantastic. I loved him in it. I thought he was really great. He's fantastic in this." It actually kind of worried me too because uh, my friend had pointed out that it's like an ensemble cast. Oh, those are always garbage. And yeah, exactly right. So like, I was thinking like, dude, they even like Jamie Lee Curtis is in this too. It's like, and she's the... a powerhouse, dude. In this movie, yeah, she's her, great she's in it. Actually, yeah, she's super good in it. They're they're all just so. They're all really great. Like, there's there's all, so many well-known actors in it that I was thinking of. Um, like back in the day, there was this really awful movie that I went to go see called um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And like the bottom tier person on that was like Ashton Kutcher and George Lopez, right? Uh-huh. But there was some really like, for the time... D-listers. Some or... D-listers, but there were some A-listers on there oh, too. Okay, and yeah. it was like this really convoluted story, but it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. This one... I was like, look at this cast, man. Yeah. Freaking Chris Evans is coming off of, like, fucking, you know, he's coming off of Marvel Avengers, off this yeah, thing. Yeah. You got Daniel Craig, who's still riding high, and he's going to make be making another James Bond movie. Uh-huh. Like, all these different people. And I was like, man. And Jamie Lee Curtis is an absolute legend. But, yeah, they all get their time. And it's helped out because the movie starts out in your typical, like, clue fashion, mm-hmm. where they're like... Well, how did you know the deceased? You know, and so they all have their little interview moments. So you get to know something about them as they start, which is a great form of like exposition, right? But it feeds into the story, so it doesn't feel like exposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I don't want to ruin the rest of the movie because this movie gets to to some point where it it starts doing the typical narrative of a murder mystery, uh-huh. and then it just turns you on its head. I think I think um, I don't want to speak for any here, but I will say that we enjoy those kind of movies where all the pieces fall into place at the end. Yeah, where they're just uh, where the detectives figure it out, and he's just like, "This is why this happened. This is why this." You know, it's like kind of the one thing that you forgot. Yeah, the, it's like, like yeah. I love that moment. It's like uh, it's kind of like when we used to watch Monk, and we used to love when Monk was like, "Oh, here's what happened." So you know, albeit Monk is a little bit more ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Than, um, but it, I hope I'm not spoiling too much uh, by saying this. But if you care about spoilers, just skip ahead like a minute or two. Um, but the thing I loved about this movie was not just the characters uh, or how they were written, but just that there was like this theme of honesty to the entire thing, 
where it kind of seemed like, you know, like you could describe this movie as the truth will set you free. Like that's like the one sentence you could describe this whole movie as. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just this guy. I don't, I really don't want to give away too much, but it's just like, do your job, do it well, do it honestly. And you know, you'll be rewarded. That's the, you know, it's just, it's like this great kind of like, I don't know. It's a kind of movie where you don't think it's going to have that kind of warm message to it, but it does. And because it's, it's obviously a family that is is deceptively close. Yeah. But they're they once you start delving into it with through the through the lens of the detective, you find out that they're all just biting at the chomp. They yeah. all have a reason to murder him. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Which is again like Clue, which is like all the characters are like we love him. It's like yeah. but one of you killed him, and you all have a motive. Right. Kind of yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I would really recommend it, um, especially if you're tired of you know Marvel or Star Wars. It's it's its own, uh, you know, albeit uh, derivative of like something like Clue. It's original, you know. Like how many original? It's it's super original. Yeah. So. And I um. Here's the thing, it tied with me for my favorite movie of last year. Because there was a lot of movies that I watched last year um, and that were just a lot of great um, like slice of life pieces. Like there's a great movie called The Farewell. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie I haven't watched called a, Par- a Parasite that everybody's telling me to watch and everything. But I heard that one's good, yeah. Yeah, 1917's out there too. But of the things that I have watched, uh, Joker took it for me in terms of like the best movie of the year and that's and that's saying something because I don't tend to give um, a lot of credence to DC movies mm-hmm. at this point because they're <laughs> right. kind of I don't of think like, anybody does well because you know I wanted to go watch it first of all because Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors that when he does something like when he does a role mm-hmm. he really like goes all out you know yeah. and to a point where it's um, it's kind of ridiculous so when I went to go watch it, I was like, I really hope that they just do their own thing. I want them to just go bananas with this. I want this to be one of those movies that's a complete outlier. They can't fit it into anything. I want it to be a standalone, like, serial movie, uh, serial killer movie. Um, and it essentially was. I think it was... I, was, I thought it was really great, too. I, I, I really want to own that movie just because I feel like it's, like, this historic thing. You know, yeah. like, you're... It's you I don't think you're ever gonna be able to make a movie like that again, um, as, like because they don't even want to make a sequel. Like no, Phoenix is like, Walking Phoenix has said uh, before the movie. I don't know if, if now, but before the movie came out, he was like, "That is a one shot for me. Like, yeah, that like, is that is the story of Joker, and that's how it's gonna." Stay. Probably took a lot out of him too because I really, uh, yeah, he yeah. had to freaking like if you see him in that role, like remember when you're in front of the camera. Uh-huh. It adds like ten pounds to you. Yeah, he's and skinny he as looked, fuck. Yeah, he looked so skinny. And then, yeah. like, if you've ever seen a movie called like the Dallas Buyers Club, mm-hmm. there's Jared Leto, which is funny. I'm making this correlation, right. but he he had to lose a lot of weight for that role because it's a oh, lot really? of people dying. Oh, okay, and because they're sick, and he looked that skinny in this, oh. or like another movie with. Christian Bale called the the masochist or the machinist. Oh yeah, that's the one where he was like eating an apple a day and that's it. Or something yeah, exactly. Like that. like that skinny, and then he probably looked even skinnier in real life. Yeah, well, um, definitely. But yeah. it really, really feeds into the psych the the psychosis of that character. Yeah, it's, he's ugh. he does it really well. Like there's there's this really great scene 
where he's like rehearsing to be on the television show that he goes on. Right. I think everybody knows that at this point. Um, and he's like, he's rehearsing his lines or whatever. And it's funny just because it's like, he still does that in his everyday life where like his normal interactions are something that he has to rehearse. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing about him is like, if he genuinely spoke to somebody, he would sound like a lunatic. Right. So he's he goes through these things where he has to like, he has to kind of, either repeat something he said or like, oh, hey, that guy sounded normal. I gotta repeat what he said on on the show just because I gotta sound like this other guest that was on the show, you know, mm-hmm. to impress what's his fucking face, the Robert De Niro. I forget his name, but it's like, it's just cares? so he's Robert De Niro. It's so it's it just it just like that little detail to me was like so good. Like he just. You can tell that this guy's not normal. Nothing, nothing. He he copies everything he sees because he can't he can't um, generate that. Yeah. You know that genuine that that genuine normal, you know, talking whatever. He can't do it. He needs to copy it from something else because he's like this lunatic guy. Right. Um, his social skills just, are like non-existent. Yeah. Um, I also really liked. I don't know. This was kind of weird, but it just kind of occurred to me afterwards. Um, so it's like, he turns into the Joker or whatever, right? Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) 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 He turns into the Joker, right? And you might think like, he has clown, he has a clown costume. Right. Why didn't he put on the clown costume and be like, hey, I'm the Joker, whatever, right? He was going on television. When you go on television, you dress up. And to me, it was kind of like, that's why he wears the suit. Right. Does that make sense? Because I, I kind of thought, like, is that why he did that? Yeah. You know, like, it, it totally makes sense, right? And it's yes. kind of like this detail that I kind of just well, glazed over because I've always... Like, in my head, I'm always like, oh, yeah, Joker wears a suit. Everybody knows that. No, no, but no. But it's like, why does he wear a suit? No, you yes. Know, like, like, that's the brilliance of that movie. Like, his paint, mm-hmm. his, he was really a clown. Mm-hmm. He knew how to dress up. Yeah. He knew, like, just what you were saying. <laughs> When he is when he's Arthur Fleck, yeah, he doesn't know how to act. Yeah, but when he puts on the clown makeup, uh-huh. he knows how to act like a clown. Yeah. So in that sense, he's 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 only normalized when he's being that person. Yeah. Right. So when he has to combine the two, when uh-huh. he has to combine the fact that he's Arthur Fleck comedian uh-huh. and Arthur Fleck this clown, yeah, his two worlds come together. Yeah. So he can't wear the huge orange or sorry the huge green like bald cap with the with the hair on it yeah he just dyes his hair yeah you know and slicks it back because he wants to look like late night tv yeah and like you're saying he puts on the suit although it's crazy colors Uh he puts on the suit because he's going to late night so he's trying to portray like a clown and a comedian at the same time yeah And, and i can't stress enough how much i love that suit that he wears and I have a theory about the colors of the suit, too, and it's like, I feel like he was chosen to wear those colors just because he's kind of the hero in this movie, you know? Yeah. Because purple is something that's a little more um, villainous, I guess, right? Nowadays, yeah. But, like, in that movie, he's supposed to be the hero, so he's wearing, like, red and yellow, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, this hint of, like, green. Which is the complete opposite of what everybody else on the show was wearing. That's true, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's almost like... You see red or, like, yellow, and you think, like, Superman or, like, you know, primary colors tend to be, like, this heroic symbol of, like, you know, like, oh, I recognize... They're the most... What do they say? They're the most recognizable colors. Right. Or the primary colors. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 
Like that's why you have like Superman is blue, red, and yellow, red, and you white, know, like blue, yeah. you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, or you know, Mickey's like red and yellow. They're all like primary colors because those are the ones that people see first. You know, they stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I guess that's what they did to Arthur Fleck here. They kind of made him seem like he was the the hero in this movie, even though he's obviously not well, someone who is supposed to be a hero. On, well, see, that's that's <laughs> why this movie to me is very uh, is great because. Yes, you're sympathizing with the killer. That's not something new because that's in a lot of different movies. That's what they want you to do. But in this one especially, it blurs the line between what's just what's like justified revenge uh-huh. and what's just chaos, right? Yeah. Because at first he's trying to find out. Like again, this is all spoilers at this point, but he's <laughs> trying to figure out what his life is at this point, right? Yeah. He's trying to become a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, in his own mind at least, he's trying to have like a relationship with with a woman. Um, but this this old this big thing that always holds him back, and it's his mother clinging to this idea that he is the son of Thomas Wayne. Yeah, he's like Thomas Wayne is like you're his son, and he, if he knew if he knew what we were going through right now, because they're obviously poor, um, you know, he would help us out a lot. And he finds out. Um, when he dives into that, her past, essentially, uh-huh. he finds out, like, for one, she has her own mental problems, which makes sense because he has a lot of his own and that stuff is, you know... It's, it's not just genetic, though. Like, she, no, no, but... It said, he, like, he got beat as a child by one of her boyfriends or something. Yeah, like, smacked against, like, uh, he got Tied to smacked a into a radiator and yeah. then left there. Um, so he has a lot of brain damage, yeah. which would make sense, right? Because of all that, you're like, well, essentially, he has been created, not necessarily... Like, there's, see, the line is being blurred out because, like, is it really his fault that he can't think straight? No, mm-hmm. because, he's like, his mother and her boyfriend beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. and she was doing all these deplorable things to him because she herself was mentally unstable. So the government or somebody should have stepped in and be like, you should not have a child or you should yeah. not have this kid right all of this is is honestly one of those exercises where it's like you know he the guy never had a chance the guy never had any kind of semblance of a normal life or anything like that and he has this pathological need to laugh Mm -hmm. whenever he's nervous and that comes again might be one of those things that he developed like he hit his head so maybe there's something just wrong in his mind yeah, there's one little detail I like about the movie too, which is like I didn't notice it until like the second time I watched it. Uh-huh. Um, but in the beginning of the movie, you see him going uh, up the stairs uh-huh. to like his place, and he's really like dragging his feet right up the stairs, and it's blue, and it's like yeah, it's like this dreary, depressing shot, mm-hmm. and it kind of tells you that like him coming home to his mother and stuff is like it's hard for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that like. He just came home from a job, and he's trying to be normal, and he's trying to fit in with society. And then once he loses his job at the clown place, uh-huh. he's going down the stairs, out of the out of that workplace, and he's dancing. And it's kind of like, to me, it was kind of like the image of him spiraling downward into like his own, you know, mental breakdown or whatever. But he's happy doing it. Yeah. Like, he's actually embracing it. And then, then, of course, there's that iconic scene in the trailers and stuff where he's going down the stairs... But he's, like, dancing and stuff because it's, like, to me it was, like, trying to symbolize, like, yeah, his descent into madness 
but he's fucking embracing he's it. It's like free, yeah. it's finally like yeah, like something that he can embrace, and it's not like he's not forcing it. Right. You know, it's it's definitely that's him. just who he is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This I, I thought it was really great, and there's uh, apparently like there's apparently a lot of stuff that was cut out, and like the whole like there's like a lot of the twists in the movies that weren't even like some of them weren't even inten- like not intentional, but like I heard like at one point in the movie like that girlfriend was supposed to be real. Mm-hmm. But then they made it later, like in editing, they're just like, let's just make it like he's just fucking crazy or something. And like, yeah, he could. I could and they see like, that. And like they saved it in editing, kind of thing or mm-hmm. something. And I was like, that's that's that is one of those things to me that's just like, you're not gonna have a movie like this ever again. Right. Like you know, like they. Well, here's here's another tidbit that I really like that kind of. To me, I, I mean, it was intentional from the filmmaker, but the end scene where, uh, you know, the movie starts with like that really great music and it's set in this like it, it's it's supposed to be Gotham but it looks like Chicago right right and you know the lettering is very like 1970 1960s font or whatever the last scene in the movie where he says you know he's like I'm thinking of a joke yeah he's like you wouldn't get like doesn't he say you would get it yeah and then because when he's walking away from that scene, he's like his feet are covered in blood and everything, and he's right. Room. The part where it says the end, uh-huh. that the end font, yeah, is exactly the same as Citizen Kane's. Okay. So it was like intention. It was like somebody was trying to like the director was trying to make a parallel to that. Is like that is this. He's trying to say that if that sorrowful story of Kane. Uh huh. Where this like successful businessman spirals in like and descends into this place where he was just aching to be back in his childhood. Uh-huh. That is like this modern day uh-huh. society's version of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Um, there was there was also like this cool. Um, I, I heard like before the movie had come out that a lot of people had speculated that it would go. I, I had never heard of this, but apparently there's a version of Batman where Bruce gets killed. And his mom gets killed, but the dad becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. You heard about that? Yeah. That was, that was a theory that that was how the movie was going to play out. And I was like, oh, that would have been... Where Thomas Wayne... I was like, that would have been kind of badass, actually. I think that would have been pretty cool. But the Thomas Wayne doesn't like... He's not as clean cut as the Batman is. Like, our modern day Batman? No, he's a little older, definitely. No, no, but I mean, like, his, his version of justice is a little different. Oh, you're like, saying like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Then even uh, better. Fucking, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of different things that uh, that go into this. I think there was one point where they thought um, it was going to be um, kind of like Hush, where because Hush is the story of a, of a gentleman who gets, like, he's exactly the same as Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. right? He has rich parents, and they die, and he inherits the money, uh-huh. right? But... This other guy, I forget the guy's name, but he he's the supervillain, is Hush. He um he has the same setup where his parents are really rich, he's the only kid, but he ends up killing them and inheriting their money. But he like loses it and shit like that, and eventually eventually he become or he's becoming like a plastic surgeon, and what he ends up doing is like carving out a face that looks exactly like Bruce Wayne. Okay. And like as he's doing that, he's like he has so many scars and everything, he has to cover his whole head in bandages to like you know, oh right yeah, yeah i have so that. that's the that's the version of it and some people thought that that was going to be akin to that because like they early on they released it like oh he's going to be related to thomas wayne somehow 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was a, a clear plot in the story that the... Because everything in his life seemed very ambiguous. Yeah. When he goes to see Bruce... And, like, they're like, keep away from here. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. until that scene in the bathroom when he actually confronts or talks to Thomas Wayne, uh-huh. you don't know if it's true or not. Like, yeah. you don't know if maybe. I don't right? I don't really, I don't really like to, uh, how do I say, I don't really like to entertain those kind of ideas. I kind of felt like the only thing that was really fake was the girlfriend. Everything else really happened. Uh-huh. But I know a lot of people were just like, you know, oh, well, he fired too many shots from that gun, so maybe perhaps that he didn't, um, you know, he didn't kill those people on the subway. And I was just like, I think it was just a mistake. I, don't th- I just think you guys are reading way too far into it. Because he's holding, apparently he's holding a gun that has six bullets. He shoots eight shots. Okay. Okay, whatever. I was just like, I think it's just a mistake. I don't think, I think you're reading too far into it. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, because I, even like, a lot of people were comparing it to like, Taxi Driver, American Psycho, right? Yeah, there's Ameri- a, there's, there's, like, there's a, a movie called The King of King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Yeah, there's segments of that. Even in American Psycho, apparently, like I read this article where like the director was just like, none of it happened. She was like, was it a? She was like, ambiguous. She was like, I I I knew what I wanted it to be. I didn't want anybody to think the ending was ambiguous at all. <laughs> There was like supposedly like oh so what is the ending of American Psycho then? Like, it seems very ambiguous at the end. That's what I'm saying, right? So apparently she was like that was my fault, or he I forget it was a girl or guy, but they were like that was my fault. I wanted it to be like very. Well, what what was the ending? That did it I actually for, happen, or are they covering it up? I forget. I think at this, oh come on. I think at that point she was just like I would rather just let you guys believe what you want, but that wasn't. Oh my god! But I that wasn't this the, up afterwards. That wasn't the point of the movie. It was like, it was like. Him, him with the ATM machine was obviously fake. Right. And the, the 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 big point of the movie that was supposed to be fake was him killing his coworker. That was supposed to be fake. Yeah, and that nothing, that the rest of it didn't happen, or something like that. I don't know. I would have to read the article again. Damn it, Steve. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where I was just like, I think Joker, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you perceive to be fake and real is what definitely is the right answer. Whatever. Well, here's the thing, right? I tend to go with whatever the movie tells me is real or what is not, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so like, in the movie, it's made very clear that that girl was a figment. Like, his relationship with that girl was a figment of his imagination. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his night of comedy, like the night he did stand-up, mm-hmm. he thought it went really well. Mm-hmm. But obviously it didn't because you see it on the TV that they're all making fun of him. Yeah. Right? So that didn't go well, but he thought it did. I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Now, nowhere in the movie mm-hmm. is it confirmed or denied that he was Thomas's Wayne's son. Right. Yeah, then that could be Thomas the... denies it. Yeah. And that's the only other perspective we have on that. There is the file, and I think somewhere in there, somebody said, "Oh, it says adopted son, mm-hmm. Arthur Fleck." Yeah. I was like, maybe. Yeah, maybe I mean, if that. I mean, sure, you, you could you could speculate that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But aside from that, it's I, I I have to follow whatever the movie told me. So as according to that, mm-hmm. that whole connection with the only thing that's ambiguous in that one is honestly the uh, the Thomas Wayne connection. That's yeah. the only thing because I I believe that at the end of the movie uh-huh. he becomes this guy who's let go because 
I don't know if you noticed, but halfway through the movie, before things start to really go away, mm-hmm. he t- stops taking his meds because the government cut back on the funding. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it makes sense as to why he would let go at that point. Uh-huh. But at the end, when he's just like, this is funny, this mm-hmm. is funny, this is funny, at this point, he's just let his mind go with whatever he says. And so when people are talking about the Joker in context of like today or whatever, like this criminal mastermind, I don't think in this version of the Joker, he's not a criminal mastermind. He just thinks this would be really funny if I were to do this. I mean, and, and they're the things that are considered like these master criminal plans. I. It's hard to it's hard to say which particular Joker he is or whatever. I think he's because, a whole new one. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't I don't think like it's supposed to be like some story that's canon to like Dark Knight or everything. Like a lot no. of people were just like he could be Heath Ledger and all that stuff, and I'm like it doesn't. I don't think he really fits that. I feel like he would just be like the serial killer, like you were saying, you know, like at the beginning of the movie, he's just like, just like this insane guy who who finds, you know, he he finds humor in just in just he people dying or finds humor in the twisted nature of life. Mm-hmm. Why does he? I assume he murdered that woman at the end. He finds it funny, I think, because. They haven't killed him. They haven't put him in jail. And it's funny that he was able to kill her. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't put him down. Like, he, he finds that funny. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He finds it funny to have all these, like, to shoot that guy in the face. Mm-hmm. He finds that funny. Well, just, you know what I mean? Like It was funny to how after he shot Robert De Niro, he does, like, this little dance because he's not really sure what he just did. <laughs> Do you remember that? I do. He shoots <laughs> kind of like... And by the way, how twisted was that? Because I knew that was going to happen. I totally knew that was going to happen. Uh-huh. Because it, w- it would be the old... Like, it was going to happen. It just... I, in my heart, I knew it's it. It's kind of foreshadowed when he actually points the gun at that scene. I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's well, because kinda, he like rehearses a... it over and over again, shooting himself in the mouth. Uh-huh. And then, just for a second, he points it at the chair. Yeah. And then the knock comes at the door, like, Hey, Arthur, they're asking about you, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I think if that wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have a taste for killing that for killing the host, because mm-hmm. the guy comes in and tries to lay it on him, and it's like that's the last fucking straw of people trying to put their problems on me. Or make Are you saying the guy that he kills the first time? Because that's not one that happens. But no, um. no, no, no. Like he's rehearsing for that thing that night. Yeah, right. And then later on. There's a knock at the door. Yeah. Those two clowns, that's not a pun, that's literally, they yeah, do that come in, and they start telling, they're like, Arthur, they're starting to ask questions about blah, 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 and he's like, and I told him you had that gun. Uh-huh. I was like, why the fuck would you do that, first yeah. of all? Yeah, he's And you know crazy. that guy has a gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's not stable. Yeah, I know. That guy's an idiot. But how brilliant is it, and this is the brilliance of the movie, how brilliant is it that you just watched this man beat the shit out of somebody in the most brutal way possible. With the scissors? Murder him. With the scissors? Yeah. Uh-huh. Murder this guy. And then two seconds later, I don't care which audience it was, we were all laughing. Uh-huh. Like not two seconds after that. When the little Because guy... the guy couldn't reach the doorknob. Yeah. Everybody laughed. And I was like, this is so fucking brilliant because uh-huh. you have a scene of a brutal murder uh-huh. with this guy who's a complete psychopath but you have the entire, and it's he's the body's laying right there, mm-hmm. and you've made it so that everybody laughs mm-hmm. in the theater. 
it's like you shared a moment with him where he thinks, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is that the movie was actually pretty funny in a lot of it ways. It is. It was really funny. In, like, this really twisted, like, unexpected way, it was really funny. Like, when he when he stomps his foot at the children's hospital and he drops his gun out. Yeah. Everybody laughed. And, um, I, I laughed I'm, when Arthur laughed maniacally uh-huh. because they were making fun of that other guy. But you know that that laugh uh-huh. was a n- completely unnatural laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um... That scene where he kills that guy and the little person's trying to open the door and he can't reach it. It almost like it almost makes you think that he's actually not a lunatic because he clearly has some kind of itinerary, you know? I think like that was he, his last act. Like he like he yeah. Like he obviously knew that that guy deserved it and that the other guy didn't, you right. know? It's not like he just kills random people. No. He has some kind like he obviously has get some joy from killing, I guess, but like he Oh, totally. He has he he has his reasons for doing things. He's not like completely. That that's what I'm saying. Like this this movie does a brilliant job of blurring that line, like <laughs> so much so that it's like. <laughs> and by the way, I laughed twice because he goes like, "You've always been good to me," uh-huh. and he kisses him on the forehead like a yeah. child. Yeah. I laughed again, and that guy ran out, and I was like, "This is so fucking hilarious! I can't stand it." Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting that a lot of people actually reacted to that in the theater. Of course they because did. like I know, but I've said on here on the podcast like a bunch of times that like I go to the theater and like I get no reaction from anybody. Like I'm looking around like no, when we went to go watch this, they, we had a reaction. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. It was pretty insane. I, I didn't think I would. You know, people liked it. People liked the movie. What can I say? Um, but yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. I highly recommend that movie. I do. Uh, I also recommend Knives Out. They're probably. In my opinion, those are very, very, very good. And I hate to use the word genre, but they're they're very like, they're very they're like top of their class in the in those genres because they they do stuff that you wouldn't think of. We got we're pretty much out of time. Okay, but let me just real quick go over these movies that I did see because there was a lot of movies that came out last year that we me and my friends went to go watch just because. Um, one of them had like a movie pass or AMC stubs or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that thing's called. Um, I saw Scary Stories. Did I tell you guys about that? Scary no. Stories Tell in the Dark. I don't think so. It was a piece of dog shit. Uh, I saw <laughs> saw Gemini Man. Gemini Man. I know it was a piece of dog shit. But to be fair, like I I wanted to watch Gemini Man only because it was Ang Lee and I was like, you know, he's got he's the wire work guy, right? You know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know, yeah, he was the guy that made the Hulk. <clears throat> yeah, he had like that cool scene where it was like a comic book strip. You know, arguably cool. Whatever, he did something a little outlandish. I wanted something like that in this movie, and there was just nothing. It was just so. It was just so dumb, meathead, blockbuster garbage. CG like I was shit. just really disappointed with it. Yeah. Um, I saw The Lighthouse, which was okay. Um, I know a lot of people really loved it. Uh, I personally felt like I just didn't understand the movie. Probably. But it was also because we went to go see it in... Okay, only one theater was showing it in our area. Mm-hmm. And it was an AMC Wine and Dine. Oh, you so had it, Wine and Dine with your friend Mike? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, well, it, was with the, it was with another group of friends, but we were, we were eating and watching the movie... And the movie was playing, and this fucking waiter was like, he's like, what would you guys like to drink? He's like, oh, would you like that? He's like, oh, what are you guys watching? Lighthouse? Oh, I love this movie. These guys are really, these guys really flex their acting. I'm trying to watch yeah, the movie. I really, <laughs> really felt like this artsy film 
shouldn't be disrupted by like people crunching and people like slurping and people like you know burping yeah (laughs) so i'm just gonna say maybe my full attention wasn't on the movie okay um but it was a really trippy kind of almost reminded me of like midsummer we watched that um was that last year this yeah that was last year no, that was just yeah, it was, it was huh? last year. Yeah, um, that one was okay too. I just thought it would be a little like some of these artsy films. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's like a bigger wider release. No, like there's like a bigger. How do I, I don't know what to say like like more of a of a purpose to what's happening, but like in Midsummer, it like turns out like the whole story is about like this couple that fights, and I'm like okay, <laughs> like oh, it's a marriage story. <laughs> yeah, it just it just seemed like kind of like like really that's all that the, like the commercials made it seem like it was like some crazy fucking horror story about like yeah, but yeah. like on the surface it's like oh okay it's just some people fighting great like I mean I just I guess that's cool whatever right whatever um, I also saw this movie called Waves I didn't even uh, hear about that movie that was also like an indie film that only got released like in a few theaters um, and it was pretty good for what it was it felt like one of those like. Films you watch with your family, maybe, where it's like, they go through a tragedy, uh, and the family has to deal with, you know, overcoming this certain obstacle or whatever. It's not, it's definitely not like a super family-friendly movie, but it's like, I was watching with my friend Michael, and I was like, this should not be two guys watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is just like, like, it's hit, like, yeah, whatever. It's like this really, it's like kind of lovey-dovey, but not really. It's like hard to explain. But. Well, uh, two movies that I would recommend. Uh, the Farewell, which is a real, it's a really sad story. Did I, what was that? I don't remember heard of that. The Farewell was a limited release too, but uh-huh. um, I watched, I, I listened to a podcast of it, and then I liked it so much that I was like, I caught some of the movie. It's about this uh, this lady, this is a Chinese family, and uh, the eldest mother mm-hmm. gets uh, essentially, a, you know, they tell her she's got three months or something to live, right? Okay. And uh, they got the son is going to get married a little later, but they decide to move everything up so they can all come and say goodbye to her at uh-huh. the wedding, but not tell her she's going to die. Okay. So, you know, that is like. It leads to a lot of these scenes where these people are trying to say goodbye to their grandmother mm-hmm. without in, in more than one way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's a very sad movie, but it's beautifully done. Um, oh, okay. And then another like, uh, and then this is far off on the other side of the spectrum. But I watched Jumanji: The Next Level. Yeah. Uh, with the wife, me and Cindy are huge fans of like The Rock and Jack Black, all these people. Uh, Kevin Hart to some degree, but it was a really fun movie. Danny DeVito was in it. I didn't even know that. Danny Glover's in it. Okay. And so it's like, I'm getting too old for this. Like, he's literally old in this. Okay. So it's like... <laughs> I had a question before we started the podcast. Yeah. Uh, in this Jumanji, are they the same characters, or do the do they pick different characters? Okay, real quick rundown. First Jumanji with Robin Williams. It's a board game, just like the book, right? Okay, yeah. In Jumanji... Uh, in, enter the, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Enter the Jungle, whatever the first one of this new series is called. Uh-huh. The board game like reinvents itself, like it goes and it turns into like an Atari. Cool. And then they get to pick their players when uh-huh. they go into it. Yeah. So the geeky kid picks the rock. Uh huh. Right. Uh, in this one, not to spoil anything of it. Please spoil it. Um, <laughs> Danny DeVito is the rock. Oh really? Because the 
so they all meet up again because there's like, hey, it's our yearly meetup because we're like the guys from Jumanji. Like they meet up because they're like now best friends, uh-huh. the four people that went in. But when they all come home, the geeky kid's grandfather's there, Danny DeVito. And oh, the mother, that he's staying at their house because he's come back because he was at New York City. He's like at going to NYU. When he comes home, Danny DeVito is like, like the mom is like, hey, grandpa, this guy keeps calling you. He's like, well, I don't want to talk to him. And it turns out it's Danny Glover. Danny Glover finally comes over. He's like, what do you want? And they start talking. So when the Jumanji is activated, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, some, they smashed it so that it wouldn't work anymore. So because of that, the, the game is kind of messed up. Uh-huh. So it just pulls them in and doesn't let them pick their characters. Oh, cool. So right when you start, nobody is the right character. So Danny DeVito goes into The Rock, mm-hmm. and Danny Glover goes into um, Kevin Hart. Right. Naturally. And so like, so, so <laughs> that right there, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be the same shit as last time. Uh-huh. Just, but no, it's like, and now The Rock is talking like Danny DeVito. Like, uh-huh. actually talking like Danny DeVito, because... I watched a lot of Instagram stories from The Rock because I follow him. Uh-huh. And it's like, while they were filming, Danny DeVito was there the whole time. Like coaching him on how to Coaching do him and like, how I would do this scene. Yeah. Same thing with Dan- uh, Donald. I would have a rum ham in this scene. <laughs> but he, ta- he tries to talk like, he's like, I told you to beat it, guy. You know, yeah. like, and so um, it's, a, it's a very different movie. That's, that's pretty Because everybody kind of knows what's happening, but at the same time, they have to explain it to Danny Glover and... You know, what's, you know what's kind of interesting? It's kind of slightly off topic. You know that The Rock has so many Instagram followers that it's part of his... It, it's something that he uses to, like... Um, how do you say? It's like a it's like a thing to, to leverage more money. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's how crazy, like, Instagram is now? Because yeah, like, so... Because, like, you... apparently since Jack Black doesn't have that many... Uh-huh. He's not as valuable as The Rock. Not not just because of that, but The Rock's followers are in the contract. Like that's like he's like I have this guy has so many uh, followers. You guys are gonna get free advertisement to right. this many people. Yeah, so that's how he makes more money. Yeah. So like, he's like, I will take some of that marketing to do these shots. Same thing with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has the same. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Because like when you go on Instagram now, like it's because of this whole fire festival thing. Uh-huh. Now it says whenever they're advertising something, they have to put something on their profile that says promoted. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like when you saw these Instagram stories with The Rock on set with Jumanji, it says like promoted Jumanji. Oh, okay. Blah blah blah. But yeah, dude, the guy has an insane amount of products and shit like that. Like he has his own <laughs> shoes and he has his own set of Under Armour like workout gear okay. i went recently to like a to the citadel uh-huh and fucking like his whole like setup for like just to go running yeah it's like 300 dollars. it's that. an insane that's amount ridiculous. But anyway go watch that movie because it's a lot of fun you i get do. to see the rock play a couple different parts because he's never just the rock jack black is still in it right jack black's still in it and oh, i forget who the other two are but it's and and one of the jonas brothers is in it in the first one and in this one, okay. Uh, but it's a it's a great movie. It's honestly, um, and then they leave it on a cliffhanger, so there's definitely oh, going to so be a part three. Nice. So part I'm really four, excited. However you look at it, right? I guess it is a part four because they do mention the first one. They're, they're connected somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what the kids Alan Parsons project. No. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The kid from the first one, he he like he, he leaves his mark on the on the world. 
Oh, okay, crazy. Yeah. Because remember, in the first one, uh, Robin Williams gets pulled into the game. Yeah. So he lives in that jungle for a while. Uh-huh. And then, so they make mention of it in Jumanji Enter the Jungle. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I like Jack Black. I, um... Oh, you'll love him in this one. Yeah, I recently, I recently saw this thing about him, and I didn't know a lot about him. And, like, apparently he, uh, he had a really kind of depressing life before he started acting. Like, uh... He had a brother that died of AIDS. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, and apparently this guy was like the only person that believed in him too, because like he, he was like kind of like the weirdo kid, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, I, he's like they they saw that he had it in like a like he he had this liking to to heavy metal music and he loved heavy metal, so Howard always took him out to go see these heavy metal concerts and all this stuff. I mean, you know, it's like. Lo and behold, he's like Tenacious D. Like, he finally found his groove, you know? Like, because people fucking love Tenacious D, dude. Like, there's... Oh, yeah. There's hardcore Tenacious D fans out oh, there. Oh, I know this. Um, there's lots of, There's lots of people who love... And that's that's the thing, man. You get Jack Black, you got Chris... Uh, or, sorry, Kevin Hart, and you got, like, The Rock. And they're all, honestly, very funny in their own right. But not in the same way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. So, I would, I would definitely recommend you go watch this movie. If not just for that... But these these guys are real funny. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. <laughs> I didn't see the first one, so probably. You borrow not. it. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We're yeah, over we're time. over by. I think it's a two-hour podcast at this point. Well, that's because <laughs> we take these breaks, and then I don't. I got lots to talk about. My 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 notes sheet is all filled up with stuff. Yeah, and we didn't uh, even talk about all the video games we've been playing recently. Yeah, we got video games to play. I did play that Star Wars game. I liked it. That's all, pretty much all I can say about it. <laughs> it was well, a... I have some more stuff to talk about for like, I've been a lot, there's a Steam, there have been like two Steam sales. So yeah, been, it's true, yeah. I've been racking up, so I got lots to talk about. All right. Uh, well, we're the Radio Tunes Podcast on SoundCloud, Radio Tunes Podcast on iTunes, and I'm at Soho Shuffle on Twitter. I am at Neo Ernie on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and that does it for this week, guys. We will see you next time. See you next time, guys. Bye.